0: these varsity people remember you coaches when you guys act acting acting wild for 0.1 on your score sheet so you know keep that in mind party people you know they see you know we it's a small cheer world there's only so many events we go to and only so many people work at these events so. and we're on this is the let's talk Cheer podcast and i'm your host Jason Markin, where we talk cheer we talk life and we talk whatever comes to mind Five, six, seven, eight, let's get started.
1: Turn it up
0: and tune it into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Lockett. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 148, not sure if there's gonna be a 149, but thank you for joining. We have a great episode for you guys today. Today we're tackling the questions that cut to the core of cheerleading scores posed by none other than the incredible Cheer Boy Mom, aka Chris Comfort. And then later, we dive deep with another recurring guest, Alex, the face behind cheertheory.com, as we are breaking down the top teams in the most honorable segment in cheer media, the Let's Talk Cheer podcast ranking roundtable. However, we start off strong by peeling back the layers of cheerleading scores, exploring the impact of technique on a team's final score. And I promise you, this will reshape how you view technique in your routine. after that we address concerns about judges potential mistakes and if judges can assess deductions after the score sheets have already been handed to the coaches and the answer to that might surprise you and a segment that needs no introduction but gets a little one a little bit later the ranking roundtable find out who the committee voted as the top teams in the country But before we get into that, if you are new, welcome to the show where we are bringing cheer, education, and entertainment to both coaches and parents alike. And when we can, bridging the gap between the parents and the coaches. New episodes every Tuesday on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and on Google Podcasts. Quick shout out to Claire, who helps us stay on top of things on IG. Shout out to Jenny, who edits the pod. Shout out to my mother, Love You Mom. Shout out to Sheila, Robin, Chanel, Tamara, Pablo. Representing for all the cheer dads out there Our mate Michelle Mike the lean mean coaching machine Shout out to Adam and Casey. Shout out to Melissa from the Sweet Miss Bake Shop. Check her out on IG. Lauren Clark. Shout out to Bode. Say hi to me. It's my birthday Beal. And our two newest supporters, Erica and Austin. Erica, Austin. Truly means a lot to me that you would donate financially to the show. Again, everything donated goes towards making this a better show for your listening pleasure. And if you want to help support the show financially, there is a link in the show notes to do so but if you're looking for the best free way to support the show the best free way is to share this podcast simply share it with another person who loves cheer just as much as you do i'm the cheer director at american cheer aksc.com sharing with you my life running a program managing a staff coaching the athletes and working with the parents and on the other side of the microphone is a cheer mom who represents all of you parent listeners and ask the questions that you guys have at home don't be miserable when you can live in comfort chris comfort aka cheer boy mom glad to have you back chris welcome back to the show
2: thanks for having me back jason i'm so excited that i got to come back and spend some time with
0: you what time? Is this third time? Fourth, third time?
2: I think this is the fifth time.
0: The fifth time you've been on the show? What? Yeah. Easy. <laughs> I,
2: I think we have moved. I think we are moving on to another hand the next time. Like we, yes. we filled up this hand.
0: <laughs> there we go. Good stuff. Fifth time back on the show. That's super cool. Well, you know, the people love you. I love you. You've always been great. You know, we're excited to hear what you can share with us. You know, the wisdom that you can impart both to parents and to coaches. But so what's been going on? We ran into each other. We haven't had a chance to really talk. We ran into each other in Indy. I can't remember where I saw you in Indy, but we saw each other in passing, like, hey, Chris, and I was doing something. I'm like just messed. in a run, something. And then uh, we passed each other again. <laughs> I was like, hey, Chris, again. Usually when we see each other, we get a lot more time to talk. But uh, how have you been? How is Indy? How's the comp season been going?
2: Indy was great for us. One of my daughter's two teams got a bid. So that was phenomenal. And just overall for our program, Indy went really well. I will say, obviously, my daughter's team, Lost to your team, but I said I told her if we're going to lose to anybody, at least it was at least it was Coach Jason's Coach Jason's gym. But I I was really impressed with Indy this year. I felt like there were some incredible teams there, Mm -hmm. um, which makes me more excited for cheer sport coming up in Atlanta because the talent I saw on stage this year on the mat there were some routines that just were blowing me out of the water. So yeah, that was exciting. And gosh, it's just it feels like the season is going. By faster mm-hmm. than any other season yeah. has. I don't know if it's just for me or in general or the way everything the world is right now, but I feel like we had tryouts and evaluations last week and now we're halfway through the season. We only have three mm-hmm. comps left. And that's including Summit. So
0: Oh really? So yeah, it's been busy. You, you only have three comps left yep. in Cooling Summit. Yeah, we might be somewhere around there too, if I think about it. Yeah, we we compete this weekend. Palm Springs Spirit Sports, which will be super cool. We take one team to NCA. We're going to where are we going to champions league usa nationals so yeah we got a few a little bit more than three i guess or about three so we
2: will send our five and six teams to NCA. so our level mm-hmm. we went to raleigh last weekend but only our level one through four teams went to raleigh and five and six will go to NCA. so levels five and six have four
0: comps there we go left
2: instead of 3 but for us we're done. Oh and I Or halfway through.
0: So I actually heard that the jersey location is going to be or at least going to send some representatives to Anaheim this year to USA. So I ran into Lee however long ago that was. Oh in Indy and he's like see you in Anaheim and I was like all right. Well, actually he said see you in Anaheim. So I assume that meant he, he was bringing teams but he might just be showing up to Anaheim for you know whatever reason. No, I think about it. Maybe he's, Um
2: I don't know. Maybe he's taking some New Jersey teams. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's like see you in Anaheim. So who knows? I uh, yeah, I assume, I, I assume do with some jersey teams. But yeah, so anyway, let, let's hop into this and talk some cheerleading. So we're going to go ahead and hop into our Sounds Like That question of the week. Sounds Like That, the official music producer for the Let's Talk Cheer podcast and all of our American cheer tracks. So if you need summit revamps, world revamps, you're like, dude, we just need to hit NCA strong. Maybe you're a college coach and you have not gotten any music done at all. Go to soundslikethat.com and let them know the Let's Talk Cheer podcast sent you. So Chris, hit us up with That Sounds Like That question of the week.
2: So the sounds like that question of the week is how bad does technique in tumbling and jumps affect the overall
0: score for a team? Yeah, so this is a great question. Just how much does it impact your score? And it has a bigger impact on your score than, than you can imagine. It really does. Most of your points, most of the points that are on the score sheet or most of the routines are won and lost in the technique battle. If you do the math on a score sheet, you know, it's over 50% of the points are coming from, 50% of the points that are awarded or lost are coming from the technique side of the score sheet. So it really has a super big impact. Now I'll give you a, a slight illustration for this. When they take off technique points, so they have all the different categories, just stunts, baskets, pyramid, jump, standing, tumbling, running, tumbling. And I guess you could throw, they have dance technique in there as well, right? So those depends on how you want to categorize. It but six to seven different technique categories. We're going to stick with the six, we're not going to include dance right now. So, they have the six categories, and every time you do something you know that's a little bit off, you know, they take that off of one category. So, if the flyers' body positions aren't all clean, right? If you're holding heel stretches at different angles, they'll take off a point one, a point two, or a point three. They'll take off a point one if it's just a little bit off. Hey, you know, they kind of had a little bit of uh, you know, their body positions were a little bit off, they weren't all uniform, just a little bit in the heel stretches. We're going to take off point one if every time you go in the air, all the body positions look different. They're going to say, you know, and you know, you have flex feet everywhere. They're going to take off 0.3 just for the flyers, right? And if your bases are basing really far apart and they have steps all over the place, then they're going to take off 0.3 for there. But if it's just minimal, they'll take off a 0.1 or a 0.2 and they kind of use that. And they do that for all the different, they have all the different categories, like I said, stunts, <laughs> why are you forgetting all the building skills, <laughs> stunts, pyramid baskets, and then staying tumbling, running tumbling, and jumps. Plus all of those categories categories have subcategories within them. Within stunts, there's flyers and bases and back spots and you know, transitions and all these different things, timing, synchronization, right? There's all these different subcategories that they are taking points off of. Now, here's one thing I, I don't think that parents really grasp and, and maybe even some coaches might not even grasp this, that your technique score, right? When they take off 0.1, let's say you have flex feet and jumps, you have flex feet and jumps, not a ton of kids. They take off 0.1, right? Not a ton of kids. We're going to take off 0.1 from your execution score. That 0.1 comes off of your raw score. Your raw score then gets doubled and becomes your performance score, right? And so when they take off 0.1, it's like they took off 0.2 off of the score that everyone sees at the end of the day, right? That 95 point whatever. So when they take off 0.1 off of your raw score and they double it, it's like they took off 0.2. Now, when an athlete has a tumbling touchdown, they take off 0.15. But that .15 comes off of your Overall score after they double your score, then they take off the 0.15. So listen up. If you didn't just catch that, it's it costs you more in points to have flex feet and jumps than it is to have a touchdown in your routine. It costs you more points on your score sheet to have flex feet and jumps. Not even a ton of kids, just a point one, not a point two or point three. Just the point one is costing you more points than having an athlete touchdown on a tumbling pass. So when they say, you know, how bad does, you know, technique impact your score? It impacts it a lot, a lot. That's where winners and losers are really being decided is on the execution side of the score sheet. So yeah, get in the gym and work on that execution. That's why coaches are, you know, taking kids out and switching things around because it really has the biggest impact on the score. So Chris, anything you want to add on to that? Any follow-up questions that maybe, I know that you're a well-versed parent, but any parents, any nov- any if you put yourself in the shoes of a novice, what questions might they have?
2: think that this- this is one of the things that i see in the tumbling and jumps and cl- even the classes so let's move out of the teams, but look at the classes that our gym offers. And we have parents who are like, but my kid can do X, Y, Z skill. And our coaches are like, yeah, but they can't do it perfectly. And the parents have a hard time understanding why, why the coaches are being so nitpicky about these skills. And I wish they would understand that this is why that little Susie may have thrown a tumbling pass 75 times and she accidentally falls once during a competition and we're all upset at her. We shouldn't be, but we are. When in reality, we would have been fine if little Jill had been going to jumps class and kept those toes pointed mm-hmm. all the time. Um, or the coaches hadn't let her just, oh, she's got flex feet. We're not going to worry about it. It'll be fine. She can do it. So I love the fact that our gym is perfection before progression. I know we've talked about that. But I would love for parents who don't understand scoring to understand that the little things matter just as much as the big things. And we need to be focusing on the whole team, being able to perfect those little things and not as worried about the one kid that makes the one mistake because something mm-hmm. just happens. That is a one-off and the coaches will deal yeah, with yeah. that. You need to focus on what your kid can do. Perfect, better, perfection before progression.
0: There you go. Dude, good stuff. So that question actually came from I did. Uh, I was on my Instagram stories and I asked everyone, Hey, what questions do you guys have about the score sheet? Or I asked the parents originally, Hey, guys, I asked everyone originally, Hey, guys, what should we talk about next on my stories? Then one of the parents had said, Hey, I wish, you know, could we talk about parents for the score sheet or score sheet for the parents? I was like, Yeah, that's actually a good thing. So then I posted that. Hey, what other question, what parents' question do you guys have about score sheet? And that question came in. I thought it was a really good question. But as I was doing that, we got so many questions in. I was like, What if we did. I know a lot of gyms don't do like a score sheet training. We used to do a formal score sheet training at American, and it might be time that we do it again. Oh wow! I remember we used to do it for our parents when I first got to American, and we did it like a few years in a row. But it kind of seemed like like we were getting the same parents who had already heard the information, and the score sheet hadn't changed that much. But now we have like a new wave of parents, so now it might be time to bring it back next summer. The American cheer parents, we're bringing it back. You're going to know the score sheet again, but we do go over all the scores with our parents. You know, after the competitions, you know, go through and look their scores but i was thinking like oh what if i did that with parents everywhere like a little webinar and go through the score sheet and how teams actually accumulate i love that points if you can hear me right now and you're a parent and you're like hey i think that's a good idea shoot me a dm i it will take three dms for me to put this training on if i get three dms i will put the training on and don't assume another parent's gonna do it if you want to hear it
2: does my dm count
0: (laughs) you don't count chris nope your yours does not count so here we go cheer coaches is your routine a hot mess okay maybe not hot mess but you know that if you're going to be competitive you've got to figure out a way to get your routine cleaner all right well my highly requested training how to clean your routine is finally a digital course that you can purchase right now so no more blob performances click the link in the show notes and get ready for crispy clean routines but speaking of scoring and education, we have the coach's comment. And I saw this on a coach's page. Just figured it tied in nicely with the, the scoring motif. We'll go ahead and get to this. I don't want to say it was a scoring question, but kind of this, you know, kind of keep the conversation going about scoring. So, Chris, what do we have here with us scoring next?
2: So the next scoring situation is I get that you can't fight execution and I respect it. But if the same judges who are continuously making mistakes and di- mistakes in difficulties are judging execution, isn't it possible, even probable, that they occasionally also make mistakes in execution? It's confusing to me that we take 18 teams to a comp before and found 18 blatant difficulty errors, but they could never get execution wrong and you can't question it.
0: There we go. So like I said, this is on the coaching page, ton of comments on this, a lot of people weighing in. And so, you know, here goes my two cents on the situation. So I'll, I'll break down a couple of different things. First, my opinion. And should we, you know, coaches or the judges are making mistakes in difficulty. Surely they must be making mistakes in execution as well, but we can't challenge that. That is a valid point. And I remember last year when Code of Points first came out, I was like, guys, this ain't all it's cracked up to be. I know we were pounding the door for Code of Points and we thought it was going to be our savior. But I tried to warn y'all Code of Points wasn't going to be our savior. I tried to warn you, coach. I said, we're going to be complaining about the same things we've always been complaining about as coaches, even with code of points. And here we are still complaining about whatever. I'm not talking about this coach specifically. I'm just talking about the coaches in general. We're still complaining about the score sheet. But, you know, he is right. There's still even with code of points, there are still mistakes being made. And the, the problem, the biggest problem with code of points is that the code of points that we are using right now, the system that has been implemented with United score sheet, the biggest problem is that we know that the mistake has happened, is that we know we're supposed to get a a 4.5 in this, or we're supposed to get a 0.8 in this particular section. And when we get our score sheet back and we see that we got a 0.7 or a 0.6, we know that the judges miscounted. And just my opinion, I thought it was better when the judges just watched the routine and went, that was on a scale of a one to 10. That was an eight. I just me. I just trust that more than, than what we are kind of currently doing. I think there is a a place where we can implement code of points within, you know, I think that we could implement it more into standing tumbling or standing tumbling, running tumbling. I don't think we should have building skills on a code of points or at least not the stunts. I think stunts, we should be letting judges freely judge that how they see it fit and trust that they're going to be accurate with it. And you know, they're gonna have different opinions. Now, they do make mistakes. Uh, The only counter I will say with that, as far as judges making mistakes on execution versus difficulty is to play devil's advocate. Cause I do agree. They are making, or at least last year, I haven't seen quite as many mistakes this year, but we have had to challenge at every competition we went to and have been successful in all of our, I want to say all of our challenges, but we have been successful at every competition we've gone to when they've made a mistake in difficulty, but that be, so I don't want to say it's like been super egregious, but they brought 18 teams at 18 different mistakes. That, That seems like a lot right? But with the difference between execution and difficulty is that with difficulty, the problem is that they miscounted, not that they misjudged. Again, just to play devil's advocate. It's not that they misjudged the team. They just miscounted the team. You were supposed to throw 15. They only counted 14 Right. because you had a kid doing a pass behind the pyramid and they didn't see it. And so they didn't really necessarily misjudge you. They just didn't see the pass. They just miscounted it. So I don't find that as egregious as like just flat out giving the team a bad technique score when clearly their technique was good right so i'm not sure if they're making it's not the same even if they're making those mistakes on that side that doesn't necessarily mean that they're making the same mistake on the execution side because they get to watch execution and go your feet were flexed i saw your feet flex and i'm gonna put down you know points for your feet flex not counting how many you know kids did this or or, or that so i think my honest opinion i think less mistakes are happening i I don't want to say less mistakes. I just don't think they're the same mistakes that are happening on execution side as they are on the difficulty side. Now, what coaches do say, and this gets coaches every time, it gets me, I hate it when they do it. When they give me a comment on my score sheet that says something about, you had great synchronization. The timing in your jumps was beautiful. And then I get a driver off for synchronization and they go, <laughs> be consistent. Point one off for synchronization. <laughs> I'm like, what are we talking about here? You just complimented my 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 timing and then you took a driver off for my time timing, right? And so that gets coaches, every coaches cannot stand that. Like, why does it say this? So I I think, I don't know how they would implement it. Well, I guess they could, but you know, jams will let you challenge technique. I think they do.
2: Let me ask you, let me ask you a question real quick based on this. Do you think that the way the score sheet is working right now and these questions about technique, do you think that it needs to change the way that some routines are uh, choreographed? Like you, said, you know, oh, maybe a pass went behind the pyramid or something like that. Do the coaches need to be looking at how they're choreographing routines to help address that? Or you think that um, the judges need to figure out how to better judge for lack of a better word?
0: Yeah, I think, uh, I think there's a mixture of both. I, my philosophy, all especially, especially before code of points, when they were just kind of giving you a score, hey, on a scale of one, 10, I'm going to give you this. My philosophy back then was we're going to make it very easy for the judges to to grade this routine. We're going to put as many tumblers in this section right here, all throwing the same pass at the same time. So the judges, when they didn't have to count specifically 15 kids, and it was just kind of general, right? We throw all the kids. So the judges could just kind of go, that looked about 15 kids, right? And then we throw more passes throughout the routine. They would go, surely they had 15. I know someone was out there counting, but when we threw it all at once, the judge knew, okay, they're in range. If they're not in range, only a couple more passes, they only really need a few more passes to go and they're going to be in range and they can give us a score based on that. So I always wanted everything to be black and white. And so I see a lot of teams that I think are really talented. Like as a coach, I'm looking at them, especially prior to code of Points. I would look at a team as a coach and go, man, they've got some real talent on this team. However, the choreography is all over the place. And so I would see that they would have lower scores because to me, the judges just weren't able to read the routine and you know the judges okay. the judges have to sit there they have to read it then they have the script and the judges are doing so many things i didn't want to make their job cumbersome while they're up there on the judges panel i wanted it to be very easy for them to read now with code of points even if they miss it but i know i have my numbers i know that i can just go back and challenge it hey you didn't get in range you're supposed to have 15 you only had 14 and i go oh no you know you missed that kid right there. And I don't have to worry about, you know, doing that when before, if you were in range but on the low part of the range, you couldn't challenge it at all. So I kind of felt then you really had to make sure I really felt it was on the coaches to make sure you presented a, a routine that the, the judges could see. I don't feel as strongly about that. I still think that coaches should present a legible routine that the judges can see, but I don't feel as strongly on that because you know, you're going to get your points if you have all of your kids in the routine. Okay. So yeah, that's a great question. Any other follow-ups on that?
1: No,
2: I think that pretty much pretty much pretty much answered the question that was in my brain. There we go. Hopefully that's the same question that was in a whole bunch of other people's brains.
0: Right? I think we should try to figure out a review process for a technique. I don't know. It's it's hard because we're going to sit there, oh, let me say this. Y'all, we're going to get back to review process for technique. I, I can't stress this enough. Coaches, when you go to AccuScore, take a chill pill for real. You know, I only really go in there if I'm like, you know, I used to challenge a lot of things when I was younger. But now, unless it's like, oh, they're wrong, right? Because back in the day, you'd challenge anything. Like, if you if you didn't walk out, if your score sheet didn't say 100%, percent <laughs> you like, you challenge something. Yeah, you're like, why right. didn't we get these points? <laughs> <boys?" laughs> <laughs> Why didn't we get all these points? And he go in there and, you know, guns a blazing. And now I'm just like, man, the judges gave me a score. It is what it is. So now, unless the score is actually just flat out wrong, not that I don't agree with it. There's lots of things I don't agree with when I get my score sheet back. Like whoever judged our pyramids in Jamfeth.
2: I, look, I'm going to keep my
0: mouth shut because we sat in the same panels, Jason. Right. I was like, who, gave me this? who gave me this score? Who is this? Show your face. <laughs> but, um, but you know, here it is what it face. is. <laughs> yeah, for real. And I looked at it on day one. Day one, one of our teams got a 3.7. I was like, a 3.7? Not even a 3.8? Like, a 3.7 to me is like, hey, y'all went out there. Good job. You went out there. And I was like, not even a 3. I love this pyramid. And um, day two, I watched it. And I was like, no, I really like this pyramid. I can't believe they gave it a 3.7. So it is what it is. But I don't go in there, guns ablaze, and like, Hey man, Like, sometimes I just disagree with a score. It is what it is. So unless the judges are just flat out wrong, I'm not in range, you know, they didn't give me all of my degree of difficulty points, whatever, like they didn't give us points I know we should have gotten based on, you know, the rubric. Then I just don't go in there. But, you know, I was in there during indie, and coaches are just mad and yelling and, you know, all this stuff at one college. <laughs> I love it. AccuScore scores the best because coaches come up to me trying to get my opinion on the situation. I'm like, I don't know, bro.
1: Are you a <laughs> but- <laughs> judge now? Jason? wait a second? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you always want, a second opinion. You just want to make sure you're not going crazy. Right. But just come up to me and they're like, Jason, I need you to look at this. What does this look like to you? I'm like, oh, no, I kind of agree with the judges, homie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joke. I, I had to say that to a coach one time. He like, came up to me. This was years ago. Jason, what do you think of this? And I look, I was like, I can go either way. I oh, don't know, man. That's, it's not as strong. It's, you don't have as strong a case that you think you have. But, um, not going to go yeah, the way you think mad. it's going to go. But the thing is, the thing I want to talk about is when you go to AccuScore, we're the, it's the same group of people at every competition. Now, if you compete at a region, then you're going to see some new people they haven't seen before. But it's the same group of people. Chris, can I tell you a story, true story real quick? I would love to hear your true story. Are you naming names, Jason? No, I'm not naming names at all. I'm not naming names at all, but this is a true story. I was at Varsity U, speaking Varsity U one summer, and all the Varsity, you know, staff and, you know, the people who spoke, all the speakers, we went out to like the piano bar, and all the coaches at the conference went out to the piano bar after, right? You know, Mm -hmm. playing good music, don't stop believing, right? There's a blend all the greatest hits. And after the Piano bar, people still want to go and hang out. I'm like, cool. So and so now it's just like not with every coach. It's just like, you know, the varsity peeps and you know, some of the speakers. So we're walking around trying to figure out where we're where where we're going and what's happening. And then I ran into an old friend, an old teammate of mine. Hey, what up, Jay? What's going on? Blah, blah. We're talking. But we're still trying to figure out what we're trying to do with the varsity people. But I ran into my old teammate. Hey, what are you guys doing? What are you guys getting into? It's like, I don't know, we're trying to figure it out right now. Blah blah, but um, I'll let you know. No, he's like, all right, I'm gonna go over here, but call me. And I was like, cool. So he leaves. Then this varsity employee goes, Jason, is that guy going to be hanging out with us later? And I could tell by the way they said it that they did not want to hang out with this person. I'm like, no, well, what, what's up? What's, what's wrong? Whatever. Oh, yeah, we were at a competition years ago. And that coach came up to me, furious, cussing me out, saying this, saying that, blah, blah, about wow. how our scores are wrong and da-da. So no, I'm not hanging out with that person. Person. And I was like, oh, and I was just I was so not surprised because we always remember the people who slide us. But right. as many people, uh, as many coaches as varsity officials see an Accu score, literally thousands, literally thousands of coaches throughout their year, especially between the distance of when this incident happened and the date of, you know, that present right, time. Right. Thousands of coaches remember that coach. These varsity people remember you coaches when you guys acting wild for point one on your score so you know keep that in mind party people you know they see you know we small cheer world there's only so many events we go to and only so many people work at these events so you know y'all can treat people how you want Gym owners, do you find yourself working 100-hour weeks? And then did you know that being underpaid and undervalued is the number one cause for owner burnout? The business coaches at NextGen, some of my good friends, can help you get out of that rut. They, in fact, are gym owners themselves, so they've been in your shoes. The NextGen coaches work alongside gym owners to help them grow their programs and build their profits. So if you want to learn more about how NextGen NextGen can help you book a call at NextGenOwners.com.
2: I will say, I did not, I don't have AccuScore experience with varsity, but when I have been to ASW uh, the last few years and have had the pleasure, joy, excitement of following teams around, and sometimes those teams go to AccuScore afterwards. I don't, I'm not live when I'm in AccuScore, but I go with the coaches and I get to see the process and the coaches I have been with have never been. Misbehaving is really the only word to use to describe it, but I have seen some temper tantrums that look like uh, toddlers. I'm like, this is not how we get what we want, friends. This is not even Mm -hmm. how we get someone to listen to us. You know, the process at ASW, and I'm assuming at Varsity is extremely clear. This is what you do. This is how you fill out the form. Then you wait for your turn. Then we review the routine together. Uh, It's pretty, Mm -hmm. pretty set and laid out. Stomping your foot, screaming, yelling at the person who is standing there is not going to move anything along faster. And it's not going to change the outcome because we're all looking at the same thing that your kids did on the mat for two and a half minutes it's already been recorded you know there's nothing you can do to change that part (laughs) yeah but you know
0: emotions run high and i and i yeah emotions run high but you know i just coaches take a chill pill you know just you know it is what it is so they're gonna make mistakes you know and the other thing is they they make mistakes both ways you know they make mistakes Both ways, 100%. Sometimes they make mistakes in your favor, and we never complain about that. We never complain about that. We like, oh, they didn't catch her touchdown. They didn't catch her touchdown. These guys don't know what they're talking about. We're like, oh, thank the Lord above. But you know, they said, you know, your timing was off, and you're just flipping out. So anyway, but I, I do think there should be somewhat. I, I think we need to figure out uh, just some form of a review process for a technique, or maybe a. I don't know. They do a um. They do this in the NFL and in the NBA. Yeah. That they do a um after the um the game is done. They go back and say, here were the missed calls from the game, right? The, the NBA will say, yeah, this was a travel at two minutes. This was a travel at this. This actually was a foul. Like, it doesn't change the outcome, but they just go, yeah, this is actually, this actually should have been this. This actually should have been this. And this actually should have been this. So I like the transparency that, you know, the NBA does as far as like saying, hey, these are the calls, the missed calls that, that our refs missed or whatever. Right. And so maybe something like that would give judges piece or a coach's peace of mind.
2: Education for the refs.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. So, you know, we're not the NBA. We're not the NFL. It's not a, I guess it is a billion dollar industry, but it's not, there aren't 32 billion dollar industries, companies out there. Right. You know? Right. So anyway, but the other thing for coaches that I want to get to that, that I want to, I hope coaches, if you're in, if you can hear the sound of my voice, here's what I want you to walk away with. Coaches, I think that we should be more focused on if the winner was right versus if the scores were right. You know, you might look your score and be like, dude, we scored a 95. You're not happy about the score. But if you were the best team and your team won with a 95, then I think we should be like, okay, that's the focus right now. That we won with a 95, even though we had right. a bunch of hard judges on the panel. These judges were really hard because the reality is we can whittle everyone down to a point three as far as uh taking your points off of execution, right? Point three is the biggest deduction that they can give you a yep. technique. We can whittle everyone down to a point three if we we stare at the routine long enough, right? Everyone has things that they can be better at. And we can always say, like, I remember I did this the other day. It was American Grand. They took off 0.1 in running, tumbling, execution. I'm t- if I showed you the video, you would go, or not execution, running, tumbling. It was it was running, tumbling, execution, but it was synchronization. If I showed you the video right now, you'd be like, all those kids tumbled exactly at the same time. 100%, you'd say that. And I go, they took off 0.1 for that? for that. I happened to catch a scoring judge walking. And I said, just give me peace of mind. I, I don't need you to change anything. We weren't in AccuScore. I knew nothing was going to change. I just said, just give me peace of mind real quick. What do you think about this? And he's like, yeah, you know, he goes, no more than a point one." I said, "I'm not even a point one." He said, I wouldn't have given a point one, but it is what it is, right? And I'm like, I know exactly, right? But I just needed that peace of mind. Like, there's there no way. But the point of what I'm saying right. is, I know mean, the point of what I'm saying is, but we need to be focused more on the... Not
2: not everything yeah, needs I to think- go to AccuScore if the placements are correct.
0: Yeah, the placements being correct. That's what we need to focus on because some judges are just flat out just harder than other judges. And there's always something that could be better. Now, I didn't think they take point 0.1 away from that. But two of all the kids in the routine, two kids landed at different times, right? So we have 22 kids that need to throw passes. So we probably have 23 passes. Of the 23 passes, one kid, they took off. The round-off was the same. handspring was the same. Tucked at the same time. Time, but one kid got higher than the other and they took off 0.1 for synchronization. I've honestly never seen that punitive of a judge before, right? For that. I was like, 0.1 for that? Are we kidding right now? Right. But, you know, but sometimes you're going to have a hard judge. So, you know, it is what it is. Make excuses or get better. So, all right. Oh, we've talked about that for a while. Um, Anything else you want to follow up with? Any other questions at home?
2: Um, It's funny that everything we've talked about led into the last little question bit thing that... I think is important for parents to know. So I wanna touch on it real quick. Uh, It was a comment that said, a friend just got home from a comp and told me their coaches questioned the score sheet and therefore points were taken away from them. Is that really happening? And I think parents need to understand
0: that AccuScore, when your coaches go to AccuScore. Not not, Not just parents coaches need to understand this.
2: Yeah, coaches need to understand. When you go to AccuScore, you are asking them to re-score your routine. That does not mean I want you to look at this one thing that we think you did wrong and we want you to, we want points back for it. It means that if they missed little Susie's touchdown, remember little Susie that fell earlier? If they missed her touchdown in her tumbling pass and you didn't lose points for it, you're going to lose points for it in AccuScore if they catch it. It's not that you're being punished for going to accu score. It's that you are asking judges to rescore your routine. And that does not always go in your favor. And I think that the people both like you said coaches and parents need to remember sometimes it's not worth going to accu because yeah maybe maybe they misjudged something maybe you had something taken off that you shouldn't have taken off but they missed something and they didn't take off something worth a whole lot more or vice versa because judges aren't perfect that no, nobody's perfect. Um, and I think that's a that's a really important thing, because I definitely think you have judges and parents that have this idea that, oh, we were punished for going to active mm-hmm. school. We were punished for questioning the judges. And that that's not it at all. That's not what was happening. Yeah. And, I've, and I've seen it happen both in a helpful way for Teams and in a way that ended up hurting the teams later on. So, so that is a gamble.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it really is a deterrent. So, I don't have as many coaches up there just coming to the AccuScore willy nilly, right? Just guns ablazing, God, I'm challenging all this stuff because they go through. Now, I don't want to say they rejudge. I, I, I don't know if it rejudges the the exact word, right? But if they do see something in the routine that wasn't called, a hundred percent, they take the points off. So you can walk out of AccuScore with less points than what you walked. You're like, man, they end up doing this to my score. This sucks. So this is a true story. We were our first competition or not our first or like our second competition this year. We had hadn't gotten all of our points for something. And then I realized we hadn't gotten all of our points for something. And I realized, oh, they didn't give us, you know, they should have given us our points. They missed this particular stunt. So I'm like, OK, we're going to go. We're going to challenge this score. But then upon further review, I looked at our score sheet and realized, oh, this they didn't call this right here. So me and Ashley are literally crunching right. numbers. We're like doing the math. Okay. If we get this back, but they take these points away, what's going to happen. And we realized that we were, if they took those points away, but we got those points back, we would actually end up with a lower score than what the judges had given us. All right. Well, you know what? <laughs> it's all good. We're not going to go challenge that y'all missed this. And you missed that. It is what it is. So we're just going to go ahead and take the points yep. that we have. And we're going to go home like this. Right. And that happens all the time. So coaches, just know if you go to AccuScore, yes, they are going to, and I don't want to say review the whole thing, but if they catch something that they missed. You're
2: agreeing that they can catch something.
0: Yeah, for sure. So anyway, Chris, it has been great having you on. We're going to get to our first official break. You know, you're welcome back anytime. But when we come back, we've got the Evolve ranking roundtable. Let's go.
2: Sounds exciting.
0: Is your gym heading to the All-Star Worlds this year? If so, you've got to check out the Next Generation Gym Owners One Day Business Builder Conference in Orlando on April 22nd. This conference offers business education for all-star gym owners from the best business experts in the industry, next gen, and is perfect for owners looking to grow their gyms. Learn more at ngconferences.com. Link in the show notes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fans of Wildcats and fans of Orange, I have put together a covert coalition of cheer aficionados. Our anonymous committee is so secretive that they like their drinks shaken, not stirred. We've got experts from across the cheer universe, not angry coaches from AccuScore or wannabe know-it-alls in the comment sections. We've got the best coaches, choreographers, and thought leaders in the industry participating in this anonymous. anonymous committee just to make sure we have every basket and every back handspring covered. This is the most honorable segment in all of cheer media. This is the Let's Talk Cheer ranking roundtable. Please welcome back to the show for the third time, the face behind cheer theory. Alex, welcome back to the show, man. Thanks for having me, Jason. It's good to be back. Glad to have you back. This is super cool. We started off the show or this segment with Brendan, you know, choreographer, did this, did this, you know, and still super involved, you know, on the mat, like with the routines. But for you with cheer theory and actually real quick, tell the people at home, people living under a rock, what cheer theory is and what kind of information they can find on your website or Twitter page or, you know, Instagram, all that good stuff.
1: Sure. So I look at cheer theory as a comprehensive website that closely follows world's big competition, world teams, everything from placements to scores, and something we incorporated last year was our average score ranking. So we're looking at world's team scores across all weekends that are using the United score sheet. So it's given us a a different way to share and give perspective about how teams are performing across an entire season and not just in a single routine or a single weekend I and mean, that's been super interesting to look at and i'll reference that a lot with us today um and then on a normal weekend if you're tuning in to twitter on saturdays and sundays we're tweeting out compliments for all those world's teams and trying to hype them up and you know give them some credit for what they're doing working hard at so that's cheer theory in a nutshell there we go so you're perfect
0: for coming on the show and like analyzing you know the cheerleader we're gonna be talking about today so let's hop in right into our top five teams in the country according to the the committee so coming in at number five first time on the list we have stingrays electric coming in at number four first time again on the list we have cheer extreme senior elite here we go back again we have cheer extreme code black then we have again first time on the list max senior stars and coming in at number one i believe they were number five last time so we jump from number five to number one cheer extreme small senior x now real quick before we dive into this there are times i I remember i watched stingrays orange 2016 whatever that that year, I know she wasn't on the team, but when Angel Rice was on Steel, that year I watched, I remember watching Orange, and I was at Worlds, and I was sitting in the the coaches you know, right up front, and I remember watching Orange, and that moment, they made me a believer. I was like, oh, I'm a believer of this team. Like, this, I'm now an Orange fan. I watched Small Senior X at Majors, right, right up front. Watching that routine, I became a believer. I'm like, I'm a believer. Not that I didn't believe before, but watching them just that up close and personal, I was just like, I'm a believer now. So, um, that's our talk top five right there. And so let's go ahead and dive into, you know, what the committee got right, what they got wrong. And I'm going to start you off with this question right here. SSX voted number one by the committee. What is it about that routine that you think, you know, allowed them to have that number one
1: spot? Sure. So I think SSX does a really good job at every single time they're taking the mat. It's going to be so close to perfection, which and, you know, living up to that standard every single time and people talk about it all the time where at at the cheer extreme showcase what you're getting from ssx is pretty much what you're gonna get all season long like that is and it's an amazing baseline that not many teams can achieve so when they hit the major stage it doesn't surprise me that they're number one because when you're looking at that routine it is Comprehensively good. And I was talking to somebody about the routine and I was like, you know, you watch it and just every single person you're watching, every single element of that routine is thought about. It's so it's a conscious decision. And something the person I was talking to mentioned was every single athlete is utilized. There isn't a single star to the show. It's everybody has a moment, whether it's account or an eight count or whatever it is, but it is, you know, it's doing a very good job It's showcasing Mm -hmm. everybody on the mat. And I think that, and once they said it, I watched it again. I was like, you're so right. It's like, it is just so comprehensively enjoyable to watch, which is amazing for a fan to experience.
0: There you go. Yeah, they were, (laughs) I'm still, I'm still starstruck. They were so good. The baddest 22 sharks on the beach. So if you didn't see, I've said that like so many times recently because they showed down the majors thing. Yeah, I was just so impressed with them. Yeah, they're legit.
1: They also like know what they're working with. Like they know they're super popular and they, I mean, their theme was released what in like June Mm -hmm. or July, you know, with a full, with a full trailer. And so you have, you just have people like clocked into like what you're doing all season long. And then you get to these big moments Mm -hmm. and you're incredible that. It's like, all right, you're getting exactly what you advertised, and yeah, it's very satisfying.
0: There you go, super cool. All right, so last month, senior stars, Max, senior stars, and Electric, neither one of them were in the top five. They've both now cracked the top five for best team and cheer right now. Ranking roundtable. What is it about those routines? And you can answer these. You can take your time on each uh, routine. But what do you think sure. it is about both of those routines that have allowed them to kind of crack into
1: the top five? Sure. I mean, senior stars, incredible at the majors. I think that if you're You know, I know when we voted on all of these routines. So, you know, you're coming off of that majors win and that incredible performance. And they also did extremely well at American Grand in Las Vegas. So you're scoring super high. You're, you you know, Max, a couple of years ago, like once the year that they won Worlds, like they figured it out, like it clicked, Mm -hmm. like the like the way to build a routine, like the energy, you know, the type of routine that's going to do really well for them. It clicked. And I think that, you know, it shined super bright at Majors, and it was super clean. And I think the theme is, like, helping really well, and their music's great. You know, shout out to Bode. (laughs) So... I think one of the most interesting things about small co-ed is that it really is anyone's game when it comes down to the end of this season. And I think you saw that last year with Casey Cheer, the year before that you saw it with Max. Like for so many years, it was SMOED, BSB. but But there always is, there always, in my opinion, has been a third team that has been, you know, able to like break in. And then obviously, you know, people have been able to win. So I think Senior Stars is like a reflection of that division being, you know, it's a super competitive division mm-hmm. and you know, especially with senior stars and the way that they perform. It is, you know, it's super fun to watch, but it's also like difficult. And they have the, you know, they have the choreography, they have it all, you know? Yeah. So I, I'm not surprised to see them at number two. It's good about senior stars or what I actually really like about senior
0: stars, more than just the routine The routine's incredible. But I like for so long, like you mentioned, Smoed, BSB, you know, these these two heavyweights just going at it. And what I like about when Max broke through was that you could tell, you know, they're in the middle of Utah. What is going on in Utah. Yeah, like you're like, what is going <laughs> wait, on? I mean that's these like, 20 kids before someone
1: takes that out of context. I'm just <laughs> you have Max Senior Stars, you have Weaver killing it. You know, you have, I yeah. don't know what happened to the water in Utah. But yeah. I'm here for it.
0: <laughs> but you have 20 kids. I saw this on ASGA one time and I think Randy Dickey posted it and he's like as long as you have two coaches and this was years ago. He's like as long as you have two coaches coaches and 20 kids who believe you can, you can, can go anything. and do anything that you want you know and that's like really what max showed me is that you know as long as you have two coaches and 20 kids who believe you can go and do anything and you don't necessarily have to have two coaches or 20 kids but just like if you have people in your circle no one else matters in the entire world the seven other billion people in the world don't matter it just matters about those kids on those nine panels as long as you have those kids and those coaches who believe like anything can happen and we saw them get so close so many years and just as see them crack through you know like you said a couple years ago and now they just look great like you said they figured mm-hmm. it out and so super excited to see what they can do in the future all right so moving on to electric and i want to bring up code black with this as well both of these teams international teams so the age grid has changed now during the summer everyone is going crazy because now they have this new bottom age of 18 and everyone is saying how they're not going to be able to field a team but lo and behold we have two teams in the top five who are considered the best top five teams in the nation. So what are your thoughts on the age grid and how this is impacting? How impressive is this? Or what are you, what are your thoughts on that, Alex? You're a cheer mom out there and you're trying to figure out how can I get some cute designs, some cute clothes for the cheer competition? You can't figure out your life because a lot of this stuff out there is kind of cheesy. But so the struggle is real for you. But SS Spirit Designs has stylish, you know, trendy stuff. They got you covered for your cheer mom fashion needs. So go to ssdesignsspiritwear.com. Use the promo code L. LTC 15, get 15% off of your order?
1: I think it's super interesting to see what has happened. So on one level, you have a lot of teams who have moved out of the international divisions because they can't field those teams. But what we're seeing is the teams who are in these divisions and have been able to field them with people, with athletes who are 18 plus, they're incredible. Like you are seeing a different level of confidence with these teams. And the teams I'm including here are Code Black, Electric, Lady Lux, Extreme Cheer Inferno, you are watching them and having an older team is not something new, but having them across an entire division is. And so when I'm watching them, there's a different level of confidence that an older athlete brings to the map. You can tell it's probably not each athlete's first time doing this. Mm -hmm. And it's you know with that you get so much more out of it and you also like not only are these you know they're older but they're dedicated to a point that's different because you know an adult athlete has you know a million other things going on so i think that with code black there is a true story <laughs> well it's true right i know that someone's going to listen to that and be like high schoolers have a lot going on too yeah i understand <laughs> i get it <laughs> So, you know, Electric and Code Black, I've texted so many people about those two teams together specifically saying, I cannot believe they look like professionals. It looks like professional cheerleading. And if I am going to show people cheerleading moving forward, I'm going to show them these routines. Like this is, you know, this is what cheerleading should look like. And if I was USASF, I would be doing everything in my power to lift those teams up and, to make them the example of what is possible Mm -hmm. with this age grid. So, you know, kudos to them for like making it work. I mean, Code Black, like I literally have my notes here. I'm like professional cheerleading. And I know the Code Black athletes know that I'm a big fan of them because I won't shut up about it when when they're competing. But it is like you watch it and you're like, this is amazing. Like it's a a very well done routine. And I, right before this, I was telling you, I was watching Brendan's segment and... I liked hearing his perspective on Code Black and how he wants these non tumbling teams to push the limits with their building. Mm-hmm. And I think Code Black does. I know what he's saying, but I think that they have pushed it to a limit that is, you know, it's, I love a clean, crisp routine and they're, you know, they're giving it to us. I mean, they're yeah. so consistent. They're so consistent. I mean, they're scoring over 97s um, on their uh, final event scores. I know they scored over 98 um, at least once. So big fan. Yeah. When I watched,
0: when I watched Code Black this morning from their, from 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 Jamfest, I was, I really was like, I, that routine was incredible. And like you said, they look like professional cheerleaders. Mm -hmm. They look like people who've been on the mat before. So you can tell like when you're, you know, me, I coach kids all day, right? Yeah they're all kids that I'm coaching. But when you watch cheerleaders who've been there, who have, they just have, they present themselves with a different energy. Like we've been here before, mm-hmm. you know, like we know what we're doing and they understand what performance is. Like, this is a show. It's not just a routine and I'm not just going out there, but they understand that they're putting on a show to the crowd. And that's what I got from watching code black. And real quick, shout out to Paige who coaches electric. We cheer together in college. So amazing. So happy for electric. Yes. That they're in the top five. Now, real quick, we are, uh, shout out to our sponsor, Evolve. Alex, I'm sure you've seen the rings designs by San Juan, right? Big, seen those, big right? fan of San Juan. Yeah, he's he's the man. San Juan, let's get you on the show, man. Let's get you on the pod. We can talk some Yeah, Why is San Juan here? Where's your ring? Where's your ring? Yeah, it's in the other room. I should bring it out. <laughs> I don't have any I rings bring it because it I never won yeah. anything. <laughs> 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 so, but placed. yes, San Juan, those rings are brought to life by Evolve, the sponsor of this segment. So we have NCA All-Star Nationals coming up. We have, what else is coming up? What else do we get rings for? NCA College Cheers Nationals for. World Summit. Cheer sports That's another good one. All of those, you know, you get your ring, you win a championship, go to EvolveScholastics.com and get yourself a ring by them and uh, make it happen. So now I want to talk to you about teams that didn't make, Make the top five now this isn't to take anyone out of the top five this is not to take anyone out of the top five but just you know based on what you see and you know how you view cheerleading what teams did you maybe expect to see in the top
1: five or expect to see in the future in the top five sure so i took a look at our average score ranking and obviously i watch a lot of cheerleading so that's where i'm coming from so south coast you fearless I'm a big fearless fan. They have not had a deduction yet this season, which is incredible. <laughs> won the majors, you know, one American grand have been incredible. I think they deserve to be on the top. I mean, they are probably the most consistent team in cheerleading at the moment across three seasons. So I think that's something to celebrate. I think, you know, if I had to hypothesize a theory, a cheer theory perhaps about why they haven't made <laughs> the. <laughs> I haven't made the top five is, you know, over here on the West coast, we kind of just hang out by ourselves, but they weren't the majors. So there, Mm -hmm. there goes that theory, but they're incredible. Um, CJA team guns have scored over 98s at all of their competitions, both of their competitions so far. Absolutely incredible. You know, the routine's great. Top Gun Revelation. I mean, talk about a team that has been consistent now again for this is the third season. Um, I know we made these rankings before um, this past weekend and, you know, they had another, you know, they had the top score at all outgrown nationals and looked incredible with upgrades. So kudos to them. TGLC, I'm actually shocked has not come up in this conversation yet but it's Mm -hmm. probably because they haven't competed very much yet you know they were incredible at all out and then my favorite team of this season like I think, with, like, my favorite routine is Spirit of Texas Royalty. I mean, I I think they were in the top five in your last segment, but, wow, you talk about a routine that looks like, like, it's just so well done, and the way that they execute those skills, it is, it's it's crazy. Like, their day two performance at ACA last weekend, and their performances at Encore were just, Mm -hmm. so, you know, my caveat to, you know, them being so good is, you know, when you show non- cheerleading people routine like, they can not make it through the two minutes and 30 seconds without mm-hmm. getting bored i showed people a couple weeks ago spirit of sex is royalty and they watched the full two minutes and 30 seconds <laughs> like they were in it yeah. So there is. Yeah, I love that. They can, they can be the people's team. Yeah, I, I really like royalty. That's another team that
0: made me a believer. That's another team. We have a girl that I coach who loves royalty. She's biggest fan. She's a, her favorite team. And I'm like, yeah, I like, you know, so I watch them sometimes. But watching them alive, I'm like, I'm a believer. I really, I'm a believer now. Some other teams you mentioned, Fearless. I I, re- I really thought after Fearless's performance at the majors that they were going to be top five. They did get a handful of votes, just not enough for the top five so i'm i'm waiting for fierce to crack the top five because they really are and i think you're right about just kind of hanging out by ourselves on the west coast we're here on
1: the west coast and you guys don't show the west coast love it's also it's also so expected of them like when they Mm -hmm. do what they do yeah it's just like it's an expectation that's like, okay, they're just being fearless, which is, ins- <laughs> which is like, it's a nuts thing to say when yeah you're like, okay, that routine was perfect. And so were the 20 previous to that.
0: So <laughs> there you go. Uh, who else did you mention? I can't remember who
1: else you mentioned, but you know, Team Guns. Team Gun, Dude, CJA, let's go. <laughs> yeah. I think they're competing <laughs> this weekend. So maybe they'll crack the top there.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. There was one more thing I was going to say. Oh, Oh, we did not bring up Senior Elite. And unless you have something specific to say about Senior Elite, there's one thing I will say about Senior Elite, not just Senior Elite, but Cheer Extreme in general. Three teams in the top five. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous, right? Like, that's ridiculous. So just shout out to Cheer Extreme as a whole, you know, Senior Elite, just doing great things. Anything else? Anything else we we left off that we, need, we still need to talk about? Or does that complete our ranking roundtable?
1: Uh, so one thing I will say about Senior Elite, it's, I mean, you're talking about probably the most popular team in cheerleading, you know, across, mm-hmm. you know, not just on Twitter, but like everywhere, you know, everyone knows Senior Elite and, you know, they're giving their fans what they've asked for and their Majors performance was, you know, exactly what they needed to do. I think it's super interesting that Senior Elite, in my opinion, is laying super low this season. Majors is the only mm-hmm. competition that we've seen them compete at. Like, like they haven't even made it onto our rankings yet because they haven't mm-hmm. competed on the United Score Sheet. So, super interesting to see that. Well, they've probably competed on the United Score Sheet, but not at a World's Good competition. So... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that because some of the other large senior teams have gone against each other other times, but not senior elite yet, other than majors. Yeah. But, you know, it's a beautiful routine, you know, Miss, Miss Courtney Pope knows what she's doing. There we go. Courtney, let's get you on the show. Oh, yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Alex,
0: thank you for coming on the show. You're the man. We appreciate you and you're welcome back anytime. Thanks, Jason. Nice talking to you. What up, party people? This is Jason Larkins, host of the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I've teamed up with Kristen Wheeler of the Cheer Mom podcast and Dan Cotton of the Cheer Biz podcast.
2: That's right. Hey, everybody, Kristen here. We know that you love cheer, so why not dive into more perspectives? Tune into my podcast, the Cheer Mom podcast, for cheer issues spoken from the parent's perspective. Then head over to Dan's podcast, the Cheer Biz podcast, to learn from a gym owner on how to run a successful cheer business. And of course, don't miss the Let's Talk Cheer podcast featuring Jason Larkins, the one that we all know and love, where they talk about cheer from a coach's perspective.
0: Which means whether you're a coach, a cheer parent, or a gym owner, we've got you covered. Find all three podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and stay tuned for new episodes each week.